0: When we think about roadblocks, a lot of times annoyance might come to our mind or frustration because of, it's usually impeding us from doing something that we, it's usually, okay. Okay usually roadblocks impede us from doing stuff that um, we want to do or get to places where we feel that we need to be. And this morning, any of you that come down from Wilmington and Wayne area noticed that the road was blocked. So sometimes these illustrations write themselves on the fly. But we'll get back into that in a second. I want to start with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you that we were able to make it today, and we thank you that we're able to be in your house amongst friends to receive the encouragement, the healing, and everything else that we need that you offer us when we come to your house. As we um, hear the message today, I ask that you would open each person here's hearts, minds, and ears to receive what you would have them to receive from, from this message. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, talking about roadblocks today. And the one I just gave is an example of a very physical, very literal roadblock. Not all of them are that physical, though, or that literal. Not all of them are that annoying or frustrating, either. Prior to... Uh, getting the house that we did, we were under contract to buy a different house, and at first it came to us very easily. We looked at it, and we, the way it came about, it almost seemed like it was a God thing that we were to get this other house, because, I mean, lining it up, it was a house that we weren't even supposed to look at. We weren't scheduled to look at it that day or it wasn't even on the radar. And then other things seemed to line up for us. It was the only house, out of all the houses that we looked at, it was the only one that Elena kind of lingered behind and she wanted to have her picture taken in front of this house for some reason. It had met all the check marks on our list. It seemed like it was specifically set aside for us. But um, we tended to look past a lot of the uh, little roadblocks that were put in our in our place as well. When we toured the house, it had strange wires and hoses running throughout the basement. We, we looked at it like, well, we, we can deal with that. No big, big deal. It was strangely rigged, the lighting was, into the different rooms. The basement itself looked like a catacomb as it was divided off in uh, several small rooms. But I already saw how I was going to use those rooms. In my mind, I had already done this. In our mind, this was the house that God set aside for us. As you walked through, to make things worse, as you walked through the maze of empty rooms and Turned on the light to one of the back rooms. now, if you can imagine this walking into an empty room, turning on the light there's this about a about a three foot victorian dressed doll sitting at the end of one of these rooms. We kind of laughed and joked a little nervously that this thing ends up in a different room when we come back or something where we're, we're going to get out of it we, we don't know we. So we joked about that and all of this should have served as a warning to us, but we were just excited about um, finally finding a house, finally being able to settle down. So we continued to push through. Then came the inspection. Over 70 things were found wrong with this house. At this point. We're under contract to those, so we're kind of stuck. Now we're actually praying, God, close the door. We, we don't think we want this anymore. And there are times when God allows or even puts up these roadblocks in our lives. Um, and this is what happened to the Apostle Paul in the scripture that Pastor Dan read this morning. He had a plan. He knew where he thought he needed to be. But God forbid him to go. Twice. First to Asia. Well, he was allowed to go through Asia, but wasn't allowed to preach there. And then to Bithynia. And when God does this, it's usually for our own good or for the good of someone else or because God has something else for us. We're told in Psalm ninety-one, eleven, and twelve that for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou strike thy foot against a stone. And sometimes this bearing up comes in the form of a roadblock. Sometimes God has to put that roadblock into place to protect us from ourselves or from some unknown danger known only to him. These little annoyances are put in place to protect us a lot of times. On September the 10th, 2001, George Keith drove his brand new car through Central Park when it shifted into first gear unexpectedly. He made an appointment at the dealership for 7 a.m. the following morning with the hopes of making it to work by 8 in downtown Manhattan. The mechanics refused to work before 8, though, so he had to wait an hour for a three-minute repair. After the repair was made, he left the shop and raced down the expressway to get to work, which was on the 73rd floor of Tower 2 of the World Trade Center. As he was sitting on the expressway in traffic, when he saw the smoke coming out of the top of the first tower that was hit, and he turned on his radio to hear that a small plane had crashed into it. At that point, he glanced behind at the Hudson River and saw a small jet flying low. As he watched, the jet smashed into the second tower. And what he shared from this is, I'm fortunate my car broke down. Many people I know didn't make it. His car trouble, thats minor annoyance of the mechanics refusing to even start on his car before 8, saved his life. It could be car trouble. Maybe it's an alarm that didn't go off. The Bible tells us that he makes us to lie down in green pastures, and he leads us beside still waters. Sometimes God will have us oversleep just so we miss some danger that's put in our path. Sometimes he'll reroute us or have to throw some kind of annoyance in our path, something that's annoying to save our lives or to save us a lot of trouble. Have you been running late? only to come to a spot on the highway where there was a massive wreck or a massive fire. I've, I've had that happen to me before. Then there's the annoyingly long red light, or the light that turns red just as you're coming up to it when you're in a hurry, and then a car goes racing through the intersection or something. Maybe it's the urge to go a different way. Maybe if you had gone the way that you had initially intended to go, something would have happened. I've said this before, and I'll probably say it a lot more times, but I know in my case that the times that I follow this urge, I don't know what I missed, but I do know that when I ignore this urge and continue to follow my own path, I always experience something that makes me regret not listening to the urge to go a different way or to do it a different way, so if God sets up a roadblock as He did so many times and with the um, house that I was talking about in the beginning, don't try to find a way around it don't try to find a way through it i mean there were there were other once all the doors were closed, we could have... There were other options we could have pursued forward with the house, but God mercifully set up roadblocks. And and so if God's blocked them, don't try to go through them. If you ask God to close the door for something, don't even go up and try to jiggle the handle and see if it'll open again. He's doing it for your own own good. And a lot of times, though... Not only our own good, but sometimes God has to set a roadblock for us um, for someone else's good, for someone else's benefit, or he has something better for us to do. Again, going back to the scripture that Pastor Dan read, Paul desired to go to Asia. He desired to go to Bithynia to preach the gospel. This seemed like a good thing. Another account, David, David desired to build a house for God, also a noble gesture. In both cases, God blocked them from doing so because he had something else in mind. When this happens, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us, To trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. For Paul, we really don't know why, we don't have a clear cut answer why God had forbidden him to preach in those two places. But we do have some educated speculation as to why that might be. Because we're told, and when we think about it and we read on, it says that not knowing, or not knowing, what to do next, they traveled to the Aegean seaport town of Troas. After meeting up with Luke, Paul receives a vision of the Macedonian man pleading for help. Now assured of God's will, the team journeys to Neapolis on the European continent. So not only by uh, forbidding Paul to preach in Asia and Bithynia... Does it help this man in Troas? But going to Europe is also how our ancestors received the gospel. And most likely this was the reason. God had already determined that he wanted Paul to reach the Gentiles and those on the European continent. In regards to Bithynia, it's also possible that. Peter had already been working in this area and Paul's presence wasn't needed God didn't need Paul to double the efforts in in that region when Paul was al- or when Peter was already taking care of it With David not so much speculation is needed we're told why God forbade David from building a house for, for him it, we're told that he was a man of war The King James Bible tells us that he was a bloody man. But that's the reason he didn't get to build the house for God that he desired to build. But he was able to amass all the material and even the design of the house. And he was then able to turn the project over to Solomon. His son Solomon got to build the house for God. And that's the one we hear about in Kings. But in both Paul and David's situations... God was guiding their paths. If they hadn't trusted in God, they could have tried to push through. And it very well could have been disastrous. Who knows what would have happened if Paul hadn't listened. Who knows what would have happened if David hadn't listened. It's the most dangerous place we can be, and that's outside of God's will when we don't listen, when we don't heed what he tells us there's many times that god 's roadblocks are put into place in order to help us or someone else or even move someone else along and we might call them chance meetings or happenstance but these type of meetings have been ordained by God since the beginning of time for God tells us again in jeremiah twenty nine eleven that I know the thoughts that I think toward you, he saith, the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So whenever God's setting these things up for us, they might annoy us, they might frustrate us, they might delay us or whatever. But in the, in the greater scheme of things, they're there to help us, they're there to help someone else, or they're there to forward God's plan along and going a little bit in the other direction with this, when we look at the woman at the well, she was at the well at a very odd time to be at the well. We're told that when she was there, she was there by herself. The reason she was there by herself was because of her history and of her life that she was leading, she was looked down upon. She was not able to go to the well at the normal time for the for the gossip and for those that would judge her. She was at the well, a lot some people might say oh she just happened to be there, but that was a divine appointment that was set up by God from the beginning of time. So, her being blocked from being at the well at the normal time that all the other women went to the well, caused her to have to go later, in which she was able to meet Jesus, she was able to have her sin forgiven, and she was able to move forward and take the message of the gospel back to her people. So we have to thank God for the roadblocks in our lives. We may not like them. It can be frustrating to have our paths impeded, especially if we think we're doing something for God or if it's something that we really want. And and I'm talking to myself here when I say this. The times when we find ourselves getting frustrated or upset because that alarm didn't go off or that annoyingly long red light or the one that turns red right as I'm coming up to it. Or the one that turns red and then holds for a long time. They're put there for a reason. And we got to remember that God sometimes is the only one that knows this reason. Psalm 91.3 tells us that surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Or the Good News translation puts it this way. He will keep you safe from all hidden dangers and from all deadly diseases. So so God's working on our behalf. Sometimes we don't see it. Sometimes we get frustrated with his methods when, when we do see it. But we have to trust in him. That's when we have to trust in the Lord and lean not on our own understanding. He's working to keep us safe, and he knows what he has planned for us. As a matter of fact, I believe that when we get to heaven, that we're going to find out just how many accidents we avoided because we were late, because of some malfunction because of some annoying little thing that happened to us on the way to where we were getting. We're going to find out how many times we were spared of, of heartbreak from a, a situation because we were blocked from being able to partake in it. So when we avoid these heartbreaks, when we avoid these dangerous situations because of the roadblock, there's only one thing we can do for that, and that's to thank God that he always has our best interest in mind. We may be inconvenienced for a little while, but in the grand scheme of things, we know that... Everything works together for good to those that love the Lord. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and close.